This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a delight to be with you. And if you've been with us in recent evenings, you know that we've been talking about some spectacular verses from the third chapter of Ephesians, and we're going to continue with that today. I'd like to read from verse 14 to 21 in chapter 3 in Ephesians, and I encourage you to read along with me. I've been reading from the New American, but today I'm going to read from the New King James, beginning at verse 14 in Ephesians 3. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Powerful words. And I pray we're going to repeat most of the verses we spoke of because it's so important. And if you can, write down these verses and read and see and see if the Lord will give further revelation to you. For from verse 14 to 19, we see what God has granted to us. For example, he has strengthened with might. He has strengthened us with might through the Holy Spirit in the inner man. The, the, he has granted that Jesus would dwell in our hearts through faith. He has granted... I'm sorry... He, he has granted that we be rooted and grounded in love. He has granted that we know the love of Jesus, even though it surpasses knowledge. And finally, he granted us to be filled with the fullness of God. And this is according to the riches of his glory. And we read in Philippians 4.19, My God shall supply all your need according to the riches in glory by Christ Jesus. How do you measure God's riches, which are beyond measurement? but his riches in glory and grace. We read in Ephesians 1, 7, In him we have redemption through, the, through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, 
according to the riches of his grace. That's unbelievable. The riches of his glory and the riches of his grace. Really? He pours out to us, Shelley, and we need to press on and press in Amen. to Amen. those riches in glory. Yes. Riches in grace. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 7. In the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 1.14 The grace of our Lord was more than abundant with the faith and love with which are found in Christ Jesus. And then Paul quotes from, Ezekiel, from, I'm sorry, from Isaiah 64 and 1 Corinthians 2.9 I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Boy, it's so powerful. If we love him, he is, as I said before, Junior, as I've said often, he is beyond, beyond. How do you describe God? He's, he's so far above. And the scripture also tells us, if we of all people have hope in this life only, we are most to be That's pitied right. that God has given us and granted us eternal life. And that eternal life and the power of the resurrected life lives in us because Jesus was resurrected. He was Hallelujah. our first fruits and Amen. he lives in us. He's alive. Yeah, that's right. He's alive, that's Shelley. Right. We're not sufficient for these things, but God is our sufficiency. It says in 2 Corinthians 3, 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. Wow. Where does this sufficiency come from? It comes from God, and we read in Philippians three twenty, according to the power that works in us. And we just read Philippians two thirteen which says, it is God who is at work in, in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. God, God grants us to do his will and to do those things that would be pleasing in his sight. The source of power is clearly the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to be active and alive in us. Otherwise, we can do nothing. The Holy Spirit brings us into a new realm, over and above our human level. And Jesus told us, without me, Amen. you can do nothing. Right. And if we really meditate on that, it's huge, Shelley, right. because we'll understand the need of the Lord to breathe, Amen. to Amen. walk, to do anything. Yeah. He enables us through His grace in glory, Shelley. You know, we can do a lot of things, but I believe Jesus is talking about doing things that have an eternal significance. There must be eternity, and there must be the Spirit dwelling in us. To show that, Acts 1.8 says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, even to the remotest parts of the earth. When we witness, it's because God has put the Holy Spirit in us to be an effective witness. 1 John 4.13 By this we know that we abide in him and he is in us because he has given us of his spirit. 
We read in John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, is, it is him the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your rem- remembrance all that I said to you. Acts 19, 6, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. It is the Spirit, according to John 6, 63. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. It's powerful. We, we need to consider the language of Ephesians 3.20, speaking about exceedingly abundant. I, I mentioned on one of the programs that Paul uh, didn't use normal Greek words. He put the word hoopa in front of it. It wasn't like exceeding, it was exceedingly abundant. It wasn't just abundant, it was abundantly. These words in Greek had hoopa before it, which was above the language of the Greeks at that point. Isaiah 55. I want to point out, well, let's read this. Isaiah 55. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. I just want to point out that in reading uh, Ephesians, the verses that we read, especially, especially verse 20, which says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, we're talking about something out out of the realm of our natural being, out of the realm of humanity, God is providing and granting to us things that are above human understanding, and yet it is all by faith. And we need to see that. He, he, let's, that we, I'm sorry, what we just read, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him to return to the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God doesn't just pardon us doesn't wash away his He abundantly does it. Everything about God is abundant, more than what we expect. And again, we have sent it in on verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And we've spoken yesterday that what is that power? That power is, without a question, the Holy Spirit. But I want to continue with the use of the word abundance and exceedingly abundant. All right, for example, in Psalm 37, 11, it says, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The word also says, Junie, where does, do you know where it says? Peace that passes understanding. So we can have peace. We might not understand how, but God gives us peace that passes understanding. And here it says, the meek shall inherit the earth, shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. We need, again, God is just beyond. He's just beyond. I want to read from 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10, uh, verse 10 and 11. 2 Peter 1, 10 and 11. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly 
into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you see, this is the nature of God. He doesn't do something halfway. He doesn't do so. When he says the fullness of God, he means the fullness of God. Over and above what we even think or imagine is possible. That's the God we serve. And it's just interesting. I just want to point out, like, we are compelled by love to be dominated by the Lord. And the comprehension of the fullness of God, which is what we're talking about in verse 20 of Ephesians 3. It's really impossible to conceive it all, but I believe the, the, we can't understand all the attributes of God. But as believers, we can experience the greatness of God if we are devoted to him. And I just want to point out that the word of God talks about the fullness of Jesus in Ephesians 4.13 and it speaks about the fullness of the Spirit in Ephesians 5.18. So we the fullness. You're getting the fullness of the Godhead when we accept what God has granted to us. Junie, you know, we're speaking this, but we have to go into a, a deeper place to understand some of this because God, God is just beyond. And when we experience it, Shelley... He opens up the eyes of our understanding yes, Lord. because we know in certain circumstances we wouldn't have peace, and he gives it. So thank we Lord. thank you, Lord, yes, Lord. for we... your eternal life and your peace. Yes, Lord, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.